Welcome to the Gospel in Lagos, the sermon podcast of City Church. City Church is a community of worshippers and mission. We exist to catalyze a gospel-centered movement that renews Lagos spiritually, socially, and culturally. You can find out more about us at www.citychurchlagos.com. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos. Good morning, everyone. I will be taking the Bible reading today. Please, once I'm done with the Bible reading, I will say this is the word of the Lord. Do reply by saying thanks be to God. Our Bible reading today will be taken from the book of Galatians, chapter 1, 6 to 10. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turned into a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we've preached to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Yeah, good morning. It's good to... Good to see us. <clears throat> good to see us all. Hmm. No, nothing is nothing is wrong. Though. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Be rest assured. Be rest assured. Um, <clears throat> good morning, everyone. Again. Um, yes, I'm back. My COVID precept is back. Um, good to see us all. Thank you for coming. If you are joining us for the first time, especially, we are so glad to have you. I know there are a number of people that I'm seeing for the first time here, so we're so glad to have you all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Dami, um, sent not from men, <laughs> sent not from men, but by a man. I'm sent by a man. Pastor Femi sent me. <laughs> it's only Paul that is sent not from men, and he's not sent by a man. Only Paul and the other apostles. Well, all of us here were all sent by, by men. And so we started a new series um, last week based on the book of Galatians. Um, and we titled the series, No Longer Slaves. We titled No Longer Slaves. And um, the beginning of that, like, the first sentence, you know, what I just said, Dami, you know, the first sentence of that, of that letter is actually, Paul, an apostle, Paul, an apostle, sent not from man, but not by man, but by Jesus Christ, who raised him from the dead. So no longer slaves, we titled it. But what does this mean? What does this mean, no longer slaves, you know? I've been reading a lot about, um, you know, it's Black History Month, and I've been reading a lot. I've been watching a lot, listening a lot, you know, just understand the history of, of my ancestors um, in the United States, you know, those that were taken away. And I really just understand their history, but also understand um, what the ancestors of my wife did to the ancestor, my own ancestors, you know. <laughs> I feel like, so you know, my wife is a white American, so if I feel like if I understand their history, and their relationship will affect our own relationship. <laughs> yeah, now, you grab. So, and then from, and a lot of it, you know, this is about slavery of the blacks. When Emmanuel showed us last week when he used the redemption song by Bob Marley to say that, oh, 
Emancipation from Mental Slavery. And that song was actually based on the speech of Marcus Garvey. He was like a pro-nationalist, pro, pro um, kind of black guy. They didn't really like him a lot, but he was sharp. That was what the song was based on. So is it that kind of slavery we're talking about? Are we talking about freedom from that kind of mental slavery? Are we talking about freedom from oppression by the whites? Or are we talking about, you know, let me just be free to be myself? You know, or to be my own boss, to be my own boss. You know, I can be anything that I want to be. I can be the master of my own, of my own life. I can be the captain of my own ship. You know, so that when I say, oh, God, it's up, and I do like this, I'm actually talking about myself. Is that the kind of freedom we're talking about? You see, Emmanuel showed us last week from this book, from the first five verses of this book, that in order to begin to experience the freedom that we are talking about, we must first realize that we've been sent for a purpose. We've been sent for a purpose. That was the title of the sermon. We've been sent for a purpose. But what purpose? It says in brief, in summary, is it to be ministers of the gospel of Christ wherever we find ourselves, whether we find ourselves at work, at home, in church, or in our relationships. So Emmanuel said that yes, where we find ourselves can be anywhere, but the gospel of Christ cannot be anything. Where we find ourselves can be anywhere, but the gospel of Christ cannot be anything. That there should be no addition, there should be no variation, there should be no multiplication whatsoever to the gospel of Christ. You know, and in illustrating this, Emmanuel spent time talking about something very important. He called them thesis. I never remember. <laughs> thesis. Um, he actually meant thesis, thesis, like thesis, like fizzy drinks. And today, I just want to talk about that very more important. I want to talk about fizzy drinks. You grab. But I think Imane actually, he was onto something. Though he made a mistake, he shouldn't have said fizzy drinks instead of saying fizzies. Just go ahead to fizzy drinks. But I think he was onto something, because what he did was liken the gospel to water. And so. You want to be healthy, and you know feces are bad for you, and water is great for you. So you try to add a little fees to the water to spice it up, to jazz it up. Emmanuel said, yes, what you are taking is not feces, it's not fizzy drinks, but what you are taking is definitely not water. You see, and feces are only the beginning. There are numerous ways to describe these fizzy drinks that Emmanuel talked about. Numerous ways, all over the world, all over cultures. You see, in the UK, in parts of Australia and New Zealand, the term fizzy drink is common. They don't say, they say fizzy drink is common. And you know, Emmanuel was telling us that uh, his uncle, you know, is from London. So that's why he says fizzy drink instead of soft drink. In South Wales and the Midlands, you hear fizzy pop. In Scotland, it's fizzy juice. Or simply juice, you know, as it's colloquially, <laughs> colloquially, colloquially pronounced. In the United States, you have soda, you have pop. In parts of Canada, what you hear is Coke, tonic. In Czech, limonada. And limonada stands for lemonade. It means that these guys refer to anything, soft drink, anything, they call it limonada. They don't care what is made for what Coke, man, everything is limonada. In Slovakia, they call it raspberry water, even though it's not made from raspberry, whatever, everything is raspberry water. And we come down. To Africa here, in South Africa, you hear cold drink. That's what they call everything, cold drink. Or they call it cool drink. 
when you come home, you begin to hear first soft drink. You know, soft drink is a popular one, soft drink. But then, like some older people we know, and some people live in some parts, we know that we call it what? Minerals. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's not mineral, though. Minerals. Minerals. Actually, when we get minerals, don't tutu. Don't tutu. You see, other names abound, like seltzer, carbonated drink, non-alcoholic beverages, lolly water. You see, the thing is, yes, you, you know you can call it whatever you like. You can call it whatever you like. But you know that if you are taking fizzy or pop or seltzer or fizzy juice or lolly water, or if you mix any of it with water, as close or similar as they may be to water, you are not taking water. You can say you don't care about getting pile or getting obese or becoming unfit, but you know you are not taking something as good for you as water. You are farther, not nearer, to enjoying the freedom of good health and long life. And so for many of us, and today, you see, the gospel does not have enough fees. The gospel does not have enough tang. The gospel does not and so what we do is add fees, add tang to it. And what Emmanuel was saying is that, see, yes, you, you feel like you have the gospel. Once you've added these fees and you added this tang to it, you no longer have the gospel. You have something different. Emmanuel is saying that you are not being sent. You don't have a purpose. Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, skeptics, even Christians anywhere have their feces. They have their cold drink. They have their non-alcoholic beverages, soda water, lolly water, whatever that they use. Everyone, something that they use to jazz up, to fizz up, to tang up the gospel. And this is where today's message comes in. When this fizzed up gospel is what you have, you are far from experiencing freedom. You see, you're not just far from experiencing freedom, you are a slave to whatever. Oh, you not only remain a slave to whatever, you desert the God who rescued you or the God who can rescue you if you're not a Christian. That's what verse 4 says. It's the God who rescued us, who gave himself, Christ who gave himself for our sins to rescue us. Oh, you tell God, you free God. You tell him, we grow now. And so I want to talk about two things today from this text, from verses 6 to 10. How we desert God and how we turn back to God. How we desert God. You see, verse 6 shows us quickly. Verse 6, Paul begins to say, he says that I am astonished, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in Christ, in the grace of Christ. I'm astonished. I'm astonished that you, you've deserted the one who called you and you're turning to a different gospel. You are deserting God by turning to a different gospel when you ought to be living in the grace of Christ. You see, we see this word gospel about five times in these verses, in verses 6 to 10. In fact, six times. Because the grace, the phrase, the grace of Christ also refers to this good news, this gospel. It's the point saying, oh, you are supposed to live in this, but you are turning to this. And if, if Paul emphasizes this a lot, this number of times in these few verses, this must be very important. 
you know, very important. Like the boss conductors who keep shouting, you see, they keep shouting and keep calling. You, see, you don't find a boss conductor that just calls where he's going once. You know, yes, something like, oh, shody, oh, shody, Antonio Mawaleo. Oh, shody, oh, shody, Antonio Mawaleo. Oh, shody, oh, shody, Antonio Mawaleo. You see, this is a very important thing. It's not just for the conductor because he wants to get customers, but because he doesn't want his passengers to miss their weight. It's very important. He keeps repeating it. It's Arik Air 51202 boarding. They don't say it once. They say it over and over again. This is that important. But what is this important gospel? Which may say, no, I would never ever, you know, even fly on Arik Air. So that one you not concern me. Or... I don't really need code minerals. You know, code minerals, code minerals, copy water in traffic. You keep shouting it. But that announcement is important to the guy that is dying of thirst. That announcement is important to the woman traveling back home to see her family for Christmas. It is. You see, when Paul says, deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ, the translation puts it this way. It says, to turn traitor. It says, to turn traitor to the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ. You see, the idea you get is that there is a relationship here. The idea you get is that there ought to be a relationship here. And Paul is saying, I'm astonished that there is none. I'm astonished that there is no relationship. A mother, a single mother, a husband has left her. And then she gives, she has this son, she, she does all manners of jobs, she does all manners of trade, she does all kinds of things, make all the money that she can so that she can raise this son well, you know, so she can mother him well, send him to school, eventually gets a job and everything, and then the boy deserts the mother. Does not call, does not visit, does not see her, does not try to come visit her. Paul is saying, this is it, he's saying, you are quickly deserting God. So I've been telling my wife, this morning I actually told her, like, I woke up this morning and I said, ah, I feel like uh, something's wrong with style. Or something, I feel something's wrong with him. Like, you know, I tried to carry him this morning. You know, I tried to carry him this morning. He was playing with his mother. And I tried to carry him. And the girl just started crying. I said, ah. I, thought, I think it's happening, like, for days now. So I said, I think he's sick. We need to go and take him to the, to the hospital. She said, no, nothing's wrong. I'll see now. So you should not put her down. Tell her run and come. Oh, they're like, hey, hey, hey. Ah. I will carry the boy. Say, hey, leave me. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Auntie Rashida will come. I'll help. She will come in the morning as she's knocking the door. Tyre can already sense that Auntie Rashida is at the door. And she's crying and running to the door, opening. And then she will come in, talk at Auntie Rashida's. And this Auntie Rashida will just be laughing. And I'm looking at her. I will try the boy. <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm saying, Me, I was in church. I saw your mother. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I saw your mother. She came to start attending the GC that I was leading. I was checking up on her, checking up on her, just, you know, innocent checkup. But then something led, you know, and somehow we met, found ourselves at the Domino Pizza chatting. I, asked, I eventually asked your mother out, got pregnant on the moon in Ghana. We born you, I born you. <laughs> I born you. And now look at what you're doing. God is saying, see, see, you are so quickly deserting me. There ought to be a relationship here. And I'm astonished. 
You see, God has a relationship with you. He said, I made you, I gave you everything you need to live, yet you turn your back on me. I come for you, you turn your back on me still. I come for you, yet you turn your back on me still. I still chase you. I am the one who called you. I gave you a name when you had no name. I gave you significance when you had no family. Oh, you were not even existing as such. You were not even living as such. Because of your sins. Because of your sinfulness. But I called you to live in the grace of Christ. And you are so quickly deserting me. I am astonished. I am astonished. So what verse 7 says. I'm astonished. You see, in Exodus 32, Aaron came down to the people. You know, Aaron was with the people, rather. Moses had gone up with, with, uh, with Joshua to go receive commandments from God. And then while he was there, God told him, hey, 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 hey. The people that are saved, something's going on out there. He said, what? He said, those people that you saved, you see, they, are, they are quickly turning away from me. You see what the people did? The people went to meet Aaron and said, that Moses that gone up, we don't know what has happened to him. We don't know what is wrong with him. He has not come back since. Do you know what you should do? Please make a God for us. And Aaron said, yeah, bring your gold rings. Bring your jewelries. Bring everything. And he collected everything and he threw them to the fire. And Aaron used his tool to fashion out what? A golden calf. And you know what the people did? People said, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. These are the gods that saved us. These are the gods to whom we owe our allegiance. These are the gods that we need to get close to. This is the God that we should not desert from. You see, this is the history of the human race. And Paul is saying, I know. I think I get it. In verse 7, he says, evidently, 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 some people, some people are throwing you into confusion. Some people are throwing you into confusion. I get it. Some people are thrown into confusion and they are perverting the gospel of Christ. They are turning it upside down. It means to reverse, to change, to turn away. They are saying no. Christ is saying it is finished. They are saying no, it is not finished. Christ is saying today you will be with me in paradise. These people are saying no, you will not be with him in paradise. You see, they are perverting the gospel. You see, God looks at you in your sinfulness. God looks at you in your deadness and he says, I came. I called you. You did not call me. I called you. Oh, if you call on me like we sang, it's because I called you. That is why I have accepted you. That is why you're a Christian. That is why you're close to me because I called you. Not because you called me. But look at what these guys are saying. They're saying, no. No. You should have a relationship with him because if you do, you will have money and good health now. Oh, they feast up the gospel. They've turned up the gospel. They've made it prosperity gospel. And what did Paul say? He says, what they are preaching to you is a different gospel, which is no gospel at all. Oh, when you have a prosperity gospel, it is not a gospel. It is no gospel at all. Oh, they tell you, ah, you see, it is, you, you have a relationship with him. Oh, you are close to him so that you can fulfill your potential in life. So that you can be who you want to be. Oh, this is the therapeutic gospel. This is no gospel at all. Because the gospel is not fizzy enough. It's not tangled up. It's not tingling enough. They've jazzed it up. When you come to God 
You, you see, you have to, the way God receives you, the way God has a relationship with you is if you show enough sorrow, if you cry well enough, if God can see how sorrowful you are, how badly you want him, if he sees that you are so repentant, if he sees you clean, if he sees that you are now holy enough, then he will accept you. Ah, no, they've jazzed up the gospel. It's been feasted up. And Paul is saying, this is no gospel at all. You see, Paul say, I called you to live by, to live in the grace of Christ. And then someone says, you know, you know, I'm Christian. And people, or people who have left the church, you know, you ask them, and I say, ah, you see, this is why, this is why there's too much fight in the church. This is why there's so much controversy in the church. This is why I stopped going to church. This is why I left my church. Oh, you say this. These people will say this is the gospel. These people will say this is the gospel. I will go somewhere, they will say this is the gospel. Ah, this is the gospel. How do I know? What the gospel is. Or you speak to someone who's an atheist and agnostic. When I speak to my friends who are not Christian, I ask them, what's up? What's happening? They say, okay. That means I've heard what you say the gospel is. But I've also heard pastors so, so, and so say, look at this. No, no, no. What you're saying, this is new. I'm like, that's not what I've heard everywhere I've gone. I've been going to church long since. They give back to me in a church home. So my daddy is even a pastor. But this is what you're saying. This is not the gospel. I don't understand what you're saying. See so what Paul says. In verse 8, it says, Even if we or an angel comes to preach a gospel that is different from what we preach to you. Oh, in verse 9, it says again, see, let me say it again. Let me say it again. It's like you didn't hear. It says, If anybody oh, comes to preach to you a gospel different from the one that you have received, it says, Let them be under God's curse. See, anybody. He said, even if, he don't just say anybody, he said, even we. Ah, he said, some people. He said, whoever at all, I'm an apostle of Christ. I'm the one that has not sent for men, I'm not sent by man. But if I come and say, this thing that I've said is the gospel, is no longer the gospel. He said, let me be under God's cause. You see, this gospel does not have its credential. This gospel does not have. Is, does not get his credential, does not get his credibility from the people who speak it, from those who preach it. It is, it, is, it, is, it is credible in and by itself. It is credible because of the Christ. It is credible in and all by itself. You see what Paul is saying? Paul is saying, he's saying, he says, see, when you want to judge this true gospel, he says, see, the gospel is here. The gospel is here. Oh, the gospel is here, and Pastor Femi or Shuni is here. If he comes tomorrow and preaches another gospel that is separate from this gospel, he says, you should not listen to him. He's saying, Pastor Kojo Imari is here. T.D. Jakes is here. Joel Austin is here. He's saying, Adair Farasin is here. He's saying, Rabbi Zacharias is here. The gospel is here. They are here. It doesn't matter how many attend your church. It doesn't matter how much miracles they perform. It doesn't matter how great, great, how gifted that they are. See, so let them be under God's cause. You see, and this word is no small word. It's anathema. It means that let them be eternally damned. He's saying, oh, let them be. It's where we read the ninth statement. He says that, you see, for those who reject the Savior, he says what? He said their portion is eternal banishment from God, from the presence of God forever. They will be eternally deserted. These people deserve to be deserted from him. You see, even if 
you find yourself walking you know, on the streets. You find yourself walking in the marketplace. And then you see a lot of people gathered around a TV. Or you, you see lots of people just gathering. They keep gathering. They keep gathering. Please keep, ah, what's happening here? And you're hearing some kind of shrill sounds from afar. You're hearing this convicting sound from afar, this solemn voice. And everybody's just watching. and say, hey, wow. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. So you see people gathering around. And then you get there. And what do you see on the screen? Oh, you see this person. You see this man or you see this woman just sitting on a chair. You know, just looking all very, very, you know, holy and God speak. And she says, see, I died and I went to hell or heaven. But it's usually hell. He <laughs> <laughs> said, I went to hell. I went to hell. Everybody's, hey! Everybody's listening. He says, and he says, you know, I saw people that I saw things. The first starts with all kinds of, I saw things. I saw things that eyes should not see. I saw things that people have not seen. I saw things, things that no man, no pastor, these people have told you. I saw it. I lied to you, all of them. I lied to you. And then he starts telling people that he saw. They always see Michael Jackson. He said, I saw Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, you will see Michael Jackson. All people they see, they are big people. You will see one celebrity. You will see one rich man. You will see one powerful president. All big people. Even that false gospel is jazzed up. Because that gospel is only for big and rich. <laughs> he, you see, he's saying, even if you see that, even if you are there when the person died, you are there when they buried the person, you are there when the person rose up from the grave. And the person comes to tell you and say, ah, if you don't stop wearing your rings, if you don't stop wearing trousers, if you don't stop wearing weave, Ah, if you don't follow these church rules and regulations, if you don't pray by saying the God, or so so and so person, you will not be saved. They say that person should not be listened to. So let them be under God's cause. Even if an angel, you see, you see this thing. See, God, Paul, Paul is trying to, is trying to show us how significant. It's trying to show us how, how significant what the gravity of these false gospels. You see, he's saying some people are throwing you into confusion. And he's not saying, oh, those people also, he said, they let them be on that course. You see, the, it is God's implications. You see, I remember at that time, you see, these fake gospels, it's fake things. I remember that year when I wrote my, what was supposed to be my, my third jam. Supposed to be my third jam. I was at home four years after finishing secondary school. But as, uh, as God will have it, or as uh, universities will have it, we were passing, you know, it's not like uh, we try, but they did not give us admission. So, um, so first jam, uh -huh. second jam, uh -huh. <clears throat> then third, third one was supposed to be third jam. We now, so I'd written the, jam, the second jam. So I'd written that one. I was applying for admission to the University of Abuja. So I said they would give us admission. I passed post me. So don't worry, don't worry. Even if you know you guys post me, myself, we are the ones, we are the ones that they will give you admission. Okay, oh, so we are doing it. They resume. So don't worry, don't worry. Well, this, uh -uh. It's us who will give you admission. We continue, continue. They started classes. They say, ah, don't worry. We, we, 
we will give you admission. They continue, oh, they did matriculation. <laughs> I was there, jam form, they are selling jam form, I know, but I said, ah, you now waste money. If you can't buy jam form now, you now have two registration number, they may not pick it, you know, because you know it. So, we, we say matriculation, ah, don't worry, they will still give you. Then after a while, we're not thinking, ah, how will they give us? What is happening here? We shall now call Uncle Hakim. That's how Uncle Hakim number stopped going through. <laughs> we called him. Um, we called, what's the name of this other man? I've forgotten his name. I think it's Lekon. We called Lekon. Say, ah, ah, you I came out five years ago. He said, ah, Hakim, we're not reaching him. I hope it's not about admission, though. We say, ah. <laughs> he said, ah, if it's about admission, I don't know. Like, just forget about it that everything has, ah. Oh, God. This was, you know how admission was now? It's now people just get admission. People just, that time is prayer points now. Serious something. Oh, you learn that God is on mute that time. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we now, um, we now say, okay, jam. We went to jam. Jam from our clothes. But you know that time, let's do late registration. Late registration to have passed. So this man told us that we should, there is late, late, that is done just this year. They <laughs> just started and say, ah, really? They say, ah, it's just one slot in that, you know, centers. In that center, one slot that remained. <laughs> say, okay, God, God answered our prayers. We now bought, you know, sent information. So they feed it for you, blah, blah, blah. They brought this, everything looks like there's no difference. Everything, jam logo, jam, everything, registration number, my picture, this original, solid. So, jam, jam rich now. We went there to the center. It's that side is Nanda, Tianapaja side. I can remember that vividly. It's very, very clear. So we went there. My, thank God my dad followed me that day. I said, because we are not sure, we are sure, we are not sure. She followed me. She stood So I entered. As we got there, I saw that the place was almost full. So when I looked my number, 043, 043. I look, I said, that's your city. I said, ah, maybe he's actually in here. So I just go and sit down there, just chilled. So I see a few so people are feeling, feeling up. I was just waiting, say, ah, it's like we're going to do it too. Things happen, sure. This country, Nigeria, we not see. Suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> that's how I just saw this lady walking, <laughs> walking from the door. She was just coming. You know, this with hey, please. Uh, ah, oh, I forgot my pencil. Uh, what is wrong with this one? I don't know that it's my. <laughs> He's my, my friend. <laughs> my nemesis is that he's coming. So I said, what's the show? She was just looking. Okay, let's find ah, zero. You say, what's your number? I say, 043. Ah! I said, okay, let's see. Maybe she too. We don't know who's original. So she now walked down, and she came to my, to my desk like this. I was there. So I looked, and I said, yeah, this is my seat. I said, ah, I'm here now. How can it be your seat? She said, ah, no, no. 043 is my seat. I said, I showed her mount to mount to 043. So what are you saying? We were trying to drag him, drag him back and forth. And someone supervised us, and they said, ah, who is that? What's happening there? What's happening there? He was, ah, he said, this is my seat. He said, what, what? So the man I walked down. All these, you know, strict jump supervisors. They only become on the street when they see, you know, now. Strict. So he came. So as he came now, um, the man said, what's happening? I said, ah, my seat. He said, where's your seat? I said, yes. So you know, at that time, they used to have this fat sheet now. That is uh, Kenny, that is rolled, the aspect written. The man just rolled it down like this. As the man rolled it down, me, I already, sharp guy, already spotted. I was looking for 0 0.3. As I looked down, I said, ah! I just stood up from my seat. I stand, I said, yes. The man said, stay there, don't go anywhere. Stay there! 
So, let's look at the babes old. So, bring your listen, Shaki. Say, hmm. So, look at the babes. Babe, okay. So, you can have your seat. Might say, security. Police, police. Police, when they're coming, oh, they had everything gone and chain. You know that time, he's 21 years old. <laughs> Pass gay, this thing. So, that's how the man came. They're coming. My dad was standing with the thing. My dad was running. I said, I can explain, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I, because of this false jam form or registration, I was not only agitation from the day that we registered for it, confusion, terror, my mom was sure, she can't love, I can love. From that time, up until that day, that day, it was not just only confusion. Now, I was now in danger of being condemned to jail. Paul is, says this in verse 8, in verse 9. He says in verse 8, he's saying, some are trying to confusion. He says, he's talking about cause. He's talking about criticism. Talk about condemnation. He said, this is how grievous it is. The gravity of false gospels. So how do we turn back to God? When we're in danger of imprisonment, we're in danger of being condemned, we're in danger of being caused, or we are being confused. How do we turn back to God? Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. So what Paul says. Paul says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or he says, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. What does this mean? You see, Paul is saying, I am committed to preaching the gospel. I am committed to living the gospel because I'm not trying to please people. Because I'm not trying to win the approval of humans. Oh, in other words, Paul is saying that we desert God. We turn to a different gospel, which is no gospel at all, because we are trying to please men. Because we are trying to win the approval of human beings. We are trying, 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 just trying. He's saying that we would rather be troubled, confused, terrified, agitated. We would rather be under God's curse because we want to keep trying to win human approval. Because we can't stop trying to win human approval. Kai. So what does this mean? You see, you, see you, desire the, you desire the adoration, the approval, the blessing of others so much. You crave it so much that you are devastated by this loss of approval. You see, this loss of approval feels like you have been criticized, condemned, and cursed by God. Paul says, he says why? He says, am I trying? Am I trying to win the approval of men or of God? Paul is saying, why try to win the approval of men who are also trying to win the approval of men. Why are you trying to win the approval of some people who are trying to win the approval of some people? Why are you trying to please we, to please some people, to please an angel? Who is trying to please we? Who is trying to please an angel? Who is trying to please some people? Why? Why try? Why try? When you can try to win the approval of God, when you can live for the audience of the one, the one who called you, 
Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Because I can't, I can't win the approval of God. Who can win the approval of the one? Who? Who can win the approval of the one? Who? And you're right. You can't even try it. But what if you don't have to try? Look at Paul. Paul says, if I were still trying to please a man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You see, the word servant here actually means slave. And this is the key. It means slave. It means bond servant. It's slave. Why would Paul want to be a slave? Why? Why would I be a slave? Is the idea not to be free? Is this someone's series no longer titled, no longer slaves? But as we've seen, freedom to live or do any out away and apart from God leads to agitation, leads to being under God's curse. Oh, you sought freedom and you ended up being enslaved to money. You wanted to live anywhere, you wanted to do as you are, but then you ended up being enslaved to money. You ended up being enslaved to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You ended up being enslaved to your boss. You ended up being enslaved to power. Paul is saying, the reason why I'm free and not bound to anybody or anything to we, to some people in this present evil age, is because I am a slave to Christ. The reason why I'm free to stay with the gospel, I'm free to not desert God, is because I am a slave to Christ. Brothers and sisters, see, you are not free, not because you are a slave, but because you are not a slave to Christ. You are not free, not because you are no, you are a slave, but because you are not a slave to Christ. But why is Christ special? Why is Christ this different? In verse 3, C to 4, from when Emmanuel preached last week, see what he says about the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age. Oh, I would say it again. Because what follows is what is most significant. It says, the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins. For our sin of desertion. Oh, he took the curse on our behalf. Oh, you see, he said to rescue us from this present evil age. And what follows next? He says, according to the will of our God and Father. Oh, why did God, why did Christ give himself for us? Why? Why did he do this? Oh, Christ did not give himself for our sins, for our sinfulness, for our deserting God. He didn't give himself for that. He didn't do that so as to please us. No. He didn't do that so as to please himself. He did that according to the will of the one. He did it for the audience of the one. He did it to please the one, our God and Father. The one looked at Christ. The one. The one who called you to live in the grace of Christ. He looked at Christ and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Because Christ gave himself for us. You see, because Christ put himself, on our, put himself in our place. When we receive Christ, when we accept him, God is pleased with us. We receive God's approval. Oh, he becomes, he is our God and father. We don't have to try to win his approval. Christ won it for us. We do not desert him. We do not turn to a different gospel because we want to try to win his approval or maintain his approval, but because we already have his approval.
Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is the world's best footballer by every means. Let him who preach the gospel of mercy be under God's blessing. Hallelujah. Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> the world's best, he, he won an award recently and was interviewed. Ronaldo has a son. His first son is 10 years old. Cousin Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. He has four other kids. You know, and he's done a lot for this. He's given this guy everything. This guy, when he was in Spain playing for Real Madrid, he signed him up in the academy, provided everything he needed. The guy was even doing gas potential. Um, when he moved to Italy, he signed him up with Juventus, in the Juventus Academy. He's the academy guy is doing well, blah, blah, blah. And then he was asked at this interview, at, um, after this award ceremony, he was asked um, about the future and his kids. And he responded, he said, the future is the kids. I see my son, and he wants to look like me. But there is a long way to go for him. My son has potential. He's a big boy. He's fast, and he dribbles well. We will see if he will become a great footballer. But this takes a lot of dedication and a lot of hard work. You see, I read this on several news sites, and they all said the same thing in that lines. But then this is where they started to differ. This is where all these online users started to say different things. One said, sometimes, so Ronaldo was talking about his son. He said, but sometimes my son drinks Coke and eats crisps and it irritates me. Another said, I'm hard on him sometimes because he drinks Coca-Cola and Fanta, which is not good for the body. The same thing. Another one said, sometimes he drinks soda and eats chips. He knows I don't like it. One headline had fizzy drinks. Another one had soft drinks. On and on. A different gospel. Which is no gospel, each of them. But you see, but you can understand the 10 year old's pain. Oh, because Ronaldo says, even whenever the other kids are eating chocolates, you see, they will be looking at him because they know he's pissed at them. So Ronaldo Jr. is like, man, look at all these younger people, balling life, me, poor boy. And I want, like, he wants to feel among. But does he not know your daddy is Ronaldo? He's the one. If Ronaldo tells me that I should fast, fast, the key is fasting. You want to be what best like me? Just fast endlessly. Don't eat, like, just be. If you tell some of you, leave your family and come, just come to my house and be. So, uh, you know, let's have a conversation. He doesn't need this Ronaldo, the one. You see, but Ronaldo went on, he said, but I understand it. He's only 10 years old. It's up to him. I'm not going to push him. I'm not going to push nothing for him to be a football player. If you ask me if I want, yes, I want. But it's going to be whatever he wants. If he wants to be a doctor, or I just want him thinking, I've got to be the best. He says, my children look at me. You know, when they do these things, he says, but as a parent, I have to be strong. just wants the best for them. Even when they fail him, he still loves his children. He still loves his son, no matter what. Because as a parent, because as a father, that's what he does. He's an earthly father. That's what he does. Ah, how much more God, our father. How much more our God and father. He is a far better parent than Ronaldo. Even when we desert him, even when we try to win his approval, which he has already given us, he will not decide on him. Ronaldo will not how much more him? You see, when that, when I don't tell you, brother, sister, you see, when that guy 
or when that babe tells you, makes sexual advances to you and tells you, you see, I think let's like, because how are we going to, how am I going to know if we are going to be sexually compatible? How? How am I going to know? And you say, you look at yourself, you look at Christ and say, mm, ah, this will not, this will not please the one who called me to live in Christ. This will not please him. And you say no to him. And the guy says, so we're done. It's over. I'm not going to marry you. Oh, you're 28. Oh, you look at yourself and say, ah, yes. Oh, this pains me. This, this is not what I wanted. I, I wish that this went on. I wish this ended well. Ah, no, but I already have the approval of the one. Ah, I have the approval of God, our Father. What is the approval? This BF, what does it mean? In sight of this God, our Father's approval. Even when you find yourself walking only because of what your boss will say to you. Or even if you're a Christian, because of what your boss will give to you. You don't find yourself walking for the joy of the work. You don't find yourself walking because, because you want to do an excellent job. No, but because of what your boss will say, even when you stray, even as a Christian. Oh, the choice, the chance, the option for you is not to run away from him as far as possible. Oh, the choice for you is not to desert him. The choice is for you to run to him. Ah, who will never... Who will never desert you? The one who called you, who came from you when you were dead in your sins. When you were worthless. When you had no job. When you were not even born. Before you were born. Before you had a title to your name. You have his approval. He will never desert you. He will never ever desert you. He will never ever desert you. Oh, even if my mother and my father Desert me. God will never abandon you. Never. Never. See what Isaiah says. Isaiah says, Can a woman forget a nursing child? Can, 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 can. Can Sarah, my wife, can she forget Tyre? Yes, yeah, sometimes she's too tired. I don't want to play with Tyre. Take him, take him, take him down. I just want to be alone. She's tired. Yes, a woman can forget a nursing child. Ah, can a woman forget a nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Yes. God says, even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your walls are continually before me. I have engraved you. Who? Who? Like who? Who does? The God, our Father. The one who calls us. The one who owns the universe. The one who owns everyone on earth. Oh, like that your song song. The one who owns the universe, the one who owns everyone on earth has engraved me, has engraved you on his palms. He will not forget you. You have his blessing. You have his approval. You have his love. He is pleased with you. And if you don't have his approval, if you've not accepted him, I want you to, I want you to begin, Lord, this is like, how can I have this? This is what I want. This is what I want. I'm tired of trying to win all these people's loves. They keep they keep who forgets me. They will die. They will betray me. They will turn traitor. Thank you for listening to the Gospel in Lagos. We pray you've been blessed by this message. To learn more about City Church, visit 
www.citychurchlagos.com. City Church. Love Jesus. Love people. Love Lagos.